This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, I am so embarrassed I may die. We remember our painful childhood moments and wonder what fate awaits our kids. Plus, Biz hangs 10, Teresa watches it all go down the drain, and we talk to Catherine Newman about her new memoir, Catastrophic Happiness. Woo! <laughs> How are you, Teresa? I'm fine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Let's move on to our topic of the day. No, uh, how are you doing? You've had... Yeah. At least publicly some rough weeks. Yeah, no, I have. I have. Um I I don't know. I don't like I feel like I, I'm I don't want to say like it's getting better. It's all better. I don't know what's coming. Um, it's just looming. But yeah. It's looming around the we're, corner. We're all here. We're all live. We're all functioning. Uh boys are both at preschool today. Hey, um, success. So that's great. Um I had kind of an interesting thing happen last night. Um so at like around like 1030 when Jesse and I go to bed, one of us always takes Simon to the potty so that like he doesn't have a pee-pee accident overnight. Sure. And um, so I went and Jesse did it, but then I went in after because like um, if Simon doesn't have his Rafa, which is like his, you know, security lovey, lovey um, during the night, sometimes he will get up because he can't find it, mm. and he's, like, looking for it, and then it's, like, annoying. So right. I always kind of, like, last thing, make sure he has it, like, either holding it or it's near him so that if he can find it himself. And right. Like, so, like, I was going to do that, and it wasn't there. And I was like, how can it not be here? And I'm, like, fumbling around in the dark, like, all under his blankets and, like, around the pillows and, oh like, God. looking everywhere. And I knew it had been there when he went to bed, but I couldn't find it. And I'm like, this is so weird. I'm like, this is so annoying because he's totally going to, at the very least, he's going to get up early in the morning and yeah. be really upset that he can't find it. And I'm not, I'm going to be even less equipped to like help him look for it then. <laughs> so I'm like looking around. I'm like, okay, I have to take a break from this for a second. So I go out into the bathroom that's like right outside their room. And I, the lights are off, like, because all the lights yeah. are off. But for some reason, I look in the toilet. I don't know why. Yeah, it's your maternal instinct. It's my maternal instinct. And it looks extra dark in the toilet. Mm. Like, very dark down there. Oh, Darker no. than usual. And I'm thinking, because, you know, we have the drought, so we do, yeah. like, the leave it mellow. Like, yeah, Lada, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I thought to myself, maybe I just, like, haven't flushed the toilet in, like, many hours, and there's just, like, a lot of pee in there, and I better just flush it. So I... Oh, no. <laughs> so I oh, no, Stop. Stop. But then the toilet makes a weird noise, and I'm like, God <laughs> is, it, is it. it this sound? Ah, don't push me down the toilet! <laughs> is it the sound of the screams of your child? <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, I guess I have to turn on the fucking light. That's and the annoying. bathroom light is, like, so bright. Uh -huh. But I turn it on, and sure enough, oh. in the toilet is Simon's lovey. Oh, and it's God. clogged. It's oh, clogged yeah. because it didn't go down or anything. Thank it, God. It's too big. So it didn't go down, thank God. But it's, like stuffed in there and it's soaked yeah. and again I did mention I probably hadn't flushed the toilet because yeah. of the leave it mellow thing so anyways <laughs> gross yeah and so then I had to go and do a load of the laundry, laundry. 
And it's like 1030. I'm like super tired. And I know that Simon's going to wake up and want it. And it will only be, by then it'll probably be clean, but it'll be soaking wet because it won't have been dried yet. And yep, sure enough, that happened this morning. But anyways, my point being, so talk to Jesse about it. You know, it must have been that when he got Simon up to go potty, he didn't notice Simon was holding it. And Simon just like dropped it in the potty when he was going potty. Sure. Jesse didn't notice because it was dark. But, like, I was just like, what the fuck? Par- like, parenting is just so yeah. weird. Like, why is this happening right now? Like, why is there always, like, a weird just thing? thing? Like, what it's, is this? Why is the Why? What? Everybody, really, no matter, like, just, everybody <laughs> call your parents. Because I, it just reminds me of, like, yeah. God, for as, like, uninvolved as you think your parents might have been, yeah. your memory may be way off. I guarantee yeah. you at some point in time they were hand washing right. like, up in the middle of the night yeah. something that was important to you. Yeah. Thank your parents. I know. <laughs> and then and then write it down to remind your children later in life. <laughs> Sorry. You're right. That is just it. It's, it's just always like something like, oh, so that's weird. a thing. Now I'm up. Okay, All right. Yeah. Doing that thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's something. Uh, I am really good because I am fulfilling some bucket list things. Ooh, cool. I took my first of four surf lessons. Oh, my God. And I have to, to tell you, it was fucking awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> and back here's, it was like, I, I wanted to share a couple of things about this. Okay. Because, yes, taking surf lessons are incredibly cool, guys. <laughs> it's really cool. But It's so cool. All right. Here are the things that kind of like kept we, we I, I personally mm-hmm. since the beginning of the show have been like trying to wrestle with like the hey there's nothing cool about being a parent according to everything in the world mm-hmm. and we recently have been talking a lot about like this whole image of parenting and how parenting sucks the life out of you and like leaves you with nothing and you are a shell of a person you once were and it's all your children's fault or it's your fault for even having kids <laughs> everything's horrible uh, and I'm really trying to like. Change my attitude about that, mm-hmm. or or and my attitude's okay about it, but it's just there, always looming. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to say that, like, I if I I realize this as I'm standing out there, like in the middle of the grass mm-hmm. on a gigantic surfboard mm-hmm. with a grown man who's younger than me, uh, watching like hot people walk past me going out to actually surf. Yeah. And I'm standing there crammed into like a wetsuit, like just like near a parking lot. Like just like, not, there's nothing cool about what I am doing per se. Uh, you know what I mean? pretty cool. Well, that was like, this was like, yeah. all right. But like, so I'm standing there, I'm like, you know what? Before kids, mm-hmm. I think I would have been really self-conscious oh, yeah. about knowing that I'm going to have to go through these awkward lesson things first. Like these first yeah. steps where you're not like just jumping on the board and being, yeah, where you're not good at it. You have to look bad a little bit. Yeah, you yeah. have to look bad before you can get good. Yeah. And I think there was a time I would have been super self-conscious about it, but I am not. Oh, cool. And that is because I have said, I, I have said and say often things like, do you have poo-poo? Like in front yeah. of really cool, beautiful people all the time yeah. to my children. Yeah. Or I'm like sitting on the floor in Target while my child has a massive horrible meltdown and people are judging and they're walking past and there's like nothing yeah. beautiful about that. Yeah. And I'm like, I, that's just like on an average day. Yeah. So like me standing out here doing something I actually want to do, not that, not that embarrassing. No. Right. Which I just thought like, that is totally something I've gained as well as <laughs> the guy, there were two things the guy said to me that I was like, huh, 
Uh, it's because I have kids. One was uh, to get up on the surfboard, like to jump up into standing position. Uh, one of the techniques is called a pop-up. And you mm-hmm. basically are laying down and you push your arms up and then mm-hmm. you pop up on your legs and then you're like standing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, wow, you actually just just do that. That's really good. Mm-hmm. I don't... I, I, I mean, people really struggle with that. And mm. I'm like, I have, I pop up every day yeah. with a two-year-old in my yeah. hand. Like I, <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to think of a day. Up. I'm yeah. always popping up, yeah. right? So great. Again, yeah. parenting, totally good, good for job. my popping good. up. Good. And then he was talking about how he, he was complimenting me on how I wasn't getting frustrated. He was like, God, people usually get so frustrated mm-hmm. uh, when they can't pop up or when they're having a hard time or when they're not surfing right away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, again, I have like yeah. two people in my life who frustrate me all day long. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I know. That's probably like the least I frustrating real, thing you've done in weeks. Yeah. Like, like I really, exactly. <laughs> like, I just, you know, you know I, I actually felt cool and prepared so cool. because of everything I have experienced as a parent to date. And it's not like in a, I am so blessed, parenting is a miracle way. Yeah. It's just that I'm surviving yeah. and showing up yeah. and uh, and I'm getting really good at this. You're getting so good at I'm this. I'm getting so good I at this, that. guys. It's, no, but that is like a really, I love that because that totally plays off last week when we were talking yeah. about like the stuff that we're doing as parents is actually giving us skills. Yeah. Like it's actually making us better at certain things. This journey that we're trying to figure out who are we now that we've had kids, sometimes it's good to put yourself in a situation and let those new skills play out. That is so cool. So anyway, I I just wanted to share that. It was so like less about the surfing and more about the Look at how equipped I am yeah. to deal with new, challenging things. Yeah. Yeah. So I anyway, there you go. Good things can come out of sometimes super awkward, potentially awkward situations, mm-hmm. which I think ties nicely into today's discussion, which is about mortifying moments from childhood. <laughs> Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Mm-hmm. I bet you never had a mortifying moment in school. What, what is that? That is a thing. Yeah. I think there's a thing. We're going to talk about like mortifying moments. And I, I, it's like that's almost one of the places it begins. That whole like, this only is me. Only happens to me. Yeah. Nothing bad's ever happened to her. I'm sure she's never been embarrassed. Or I'm sure right. he's never had this happen. Right. right? Like, so, you know, and then that just stays with us the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Great. Mortifying moments. I think there's like a window where I didn't think about them until my kids started getting older and I was like, oh, they're going to have these. Mm -hmm. So before we talk about that, I wanted to ask you, did you have mortifying moments or really embarrassing moments as a kid? And do you remember any of them? Yeah, my big ones were about like bedwetting. Oh, (laughs) okay. Total bedwetter. All right. And like till I was like, old like <laughs> basically till puberty like wow. I mean it wasn't like every night but yeah. it was like something was that a thing. Could, could come up and so but I would still like I still wanted to have sleepovers with my friends yeah and I still wanted to go and so it was oh that's hard it was a constant source of anxiety yeah because I would go to the friend's house and I 
I had to like there it sort of went through like a whole range of things. Yeah. Like there were times where I tried to play it off like this wasn't a thing mm. and then it would like happen and I'd be like trying to cover it up in mm. some weird way yeah. and like hide the evidence yeah. and just weird whatever. And then I definitely had friends, you know, or cousins who knew about it. Yeah. And it was like one of those things where I have to tell you something. I have this thing. It's really embarrassing. Yeah. You know, you know, lots of people were nice about it. But I definitely had like, I remember, you know, like slumber parties where like Ooh. I would wake up in the night and like know that this had happened. And then like, oh. I mean, just yeah, that it's was really like hard. an ongoing thing. You know? should actually and then, do a show on that. because on like, bed wedding? Yeah. yeah. Just and in general. I think that, yeah. 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 And, um, and then like there were, when I was, when I, I remember when I first started kindergarten, first started going to elementary school, I was always afraid to go use the bathroom by mm. myself. Um, I was afraid to go anywhere by myself, even at home in my own house. So, like, in a school where you, like, had to walk down the hall by yourself, yeah. find the bathroom, and it was always this big room yeah. with all these stalls, empty and quiet, like, don't know who's in which stall. <laughs> totally creeped me out. Right. Um, and so I wouldn't go. So uh. I would, like, like, I remember one time in <laughs> kindergarten standing at the librarian's desk Ooh. checking out a book and just peeing yeah. on the floor like the pee yeah. just like going, going down my legs into my shoes and all over the floor and I was just talking to the librarian checking out a book yeah never said a word to anybody I mean like just kept walking just, that was that you know and it was wearing a skirt yeah so, like no one like it wasn't like I had paint you know what I mean yeah so and then there was like another time where I would go to aftercare at um the place where I'd gone to preschool where my sister was going to preschool yeah and so I had like totally shit my pants at mm. school that day and so it must have been kindergarten I guess yeah maybe first grade um and I was wearing leggings and a sweatshirt oh. that went down. You know how we used yeah, to the, 80s, the tunic The sweatshirt would go over yeah. your butt. Yeah. So nobody knew. But, like, if anybody had just lifted up the sweatshirt, I mean, it was like, you know. Poop. Yeah, poop. And I had done that at school during the day, been in it all day. And I just did that all day. Wow. I was in it all day. And my mom finally came, and I told my mom when she picked me up at the aftercare. Yeah. And she was like, oh, okay, you know, we'll go home, we'll clean you up. And then when I remember when we got home, she was just like, oh my fucking God. Like she didn't yeah. say fuck, but she was right. just like, um, wow. And then she talked to the preschool teachers about it because yeah. she was like, how did you not how did smell you this? Not how did you not know yeah, this how was did happening? You know? yeah. Well, and I remember being there and somebody, like one of the teachers being like, somebody's really stinky. Like yeah. what's the deal? But like nobody thought it was me because I was totally potty trained. I was older. Yeah. I was not in diapers. I was, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so anyways, I was completely embarrassed and felt so ashamed. Yeah. And, and then one of the teachers at the preschool came to me like a couple days later and was like, I'm so sorry mm. that this happened. Like, if you ever oh. have anything going on, you can come tell me. Yeah. I don't, you know, it's no big deal. Yeah. I'm here for you. Like, was really sweet about it, but it didn't change the fact that I made felt. me feel so embarrassed. I mean, it was just horrible. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. And um, so I'll never forget that. So, like, yeah, most of my, like, mortifying moments, I feel like we're, like, pee and poop related. All right. <laughs> like, I don't, those are, well, those like, are pretty good. I'm going to share mine. Okay. I also have a pee one. Okay. Uh, and then I have another one. But then I want to go I want to go back and talk about this, uh, especially in particular the reactions uh, yeah. of our parents. Yeah. Um, so I had the first grade uh, pee. I'm sure lots of stuff happened before, but the one that sticks <laughs> to yeah. my mind. So Old enough to remember First it. grade. Yeah. And... Uh, we had this teacher. She was, she was mean. She was a mean old teacher. Oh. You know, didn't let you ever go to the bathroom. Oh, my God. You know God. what I mean? And so, like. How does that even work with, I, like, six-year-olds? I know. I anyway, the, we, we get into this. But okay. I said, I 
you know, was embarrassed to ask to go. Yeah. And I totally peed in my desk. Uh-huh. And as soon as I was done, I raised yeah. my hand and said, I'm going to be sick. And she, you know, I just walked, uh-huh. right, I just walked right to the office and oh, said, uh-huh. call my mother. Yeah. And I don't remember anybody asking me about it. Yeah. And mama came and got me. I don't remember. I, I remember then like crying when I got home being like, I, you know, peed in my seat. Yeah. And like, I, you know, I just left it and I didn't tell anybody. And she was like, you know, and I was like really embarrassed. And she was like, it's okay. Just, you know, just tell people you were sick. Yeah. Just tell people you weren't feeling well. Yeah. And never, you don't have to say it. Yeah. Right. And I remember going back to school the next day uh-huh. and people were like, where did you go? And I was like, I was sick. And I remember somebody even being like, didn't you have an accident? Didn't you pee in your seat? Yeah. And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> just flat out. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I was sick. Yeah. And then I just was so convincing nobody ever asked. And right. it didn't like I didn't become like yeah. the pee kid or anything. Yeah. But like I just remember like feeling I, I mean I still remember yeah. that moment. That and feeling, then yeah. the other thing is was also in first grade. Uh so <laughs> this was totally brought back up in my mind because of our recent talks about sex education and like talking to kids about stuff and like, you know, if you don't like what happens and just mm-hmm. like how kids are normally uh interested in stuff. So if you take the letter W mm-hmm. and draw a W and mm-hmm. then down below it, draw a letter V and then put two nipples on the W's <laughs> on the W's and a little hair over the V, you've got a naked you got naked parts. Mm-hmm. You got boobs and a vagina. Mm-hmm. And so I drew that. Mm-hmm. And I showed it to some friends. Uh-huh. And the teacher found it. Uh-huh. And she drugged me down to the office with it. And they called my mother. Oh God. And my mother came and got me. And I remember, I think in this particular case, I was super embarrassed, but I was also like, I just drew a W and <laughs> that's all I did, right? Yeah. Like, anyway, and, uh, but I remember being, like, so embarrassed at the time that mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It was just, like, this weird thing that, like, in retrospect, I'm like, who the fuck cares, mm-hmm. right? But, like, at the time, it was, like, you know, getting busted for drawing penises or vaginas right. or whatever. And, yeah. like... Guys, so simple. Uh, W's and a V. Uh, you got a naked buddy. But I want to talk about, but it got me thinking about how my mom reacted. And I yeah. want to talk about this. Like, so, two, so I have two questions for yeah. us to explore next. Yeah. One is, how did your parents react? And how does any of this carry over for you now as an adult? And I, I just want to say quickly that my mom, in terms of the peeing, and in terms of lots of things like this, she just, like, was on my side and was, like, and, you know, and my dad, my dad was the same way, depending on what the situation was. Mm-hmm. I don't remember my dad in the pee situation, but there were lots of other things where I had a tough thing I had to walk back into, mm-hmm. knowing people were going to make fun of me or knowing there was the potential for being the odd person out or the mm-hmm. awkward thing out. And both of them were always just like, <laughs> oh, you can really say whatever you want. You know what I mean? Tell people you were sick, mm-hmm. right? Or uh, you're just going to have to go in there and stand there and know that you're okay. And mm-hmm. I mean, they just really gave me confidence and had my back. And mm-hmm. it wasn't always about, I was never punished in those situations. Yeah. And I was never made to feel bad in those situations. And I was never made to feel like I had to apologize yeah. For those situ- you know what I mean? Like yeah. that I owed anybody anything. Yeah. I don't even think I went in and had to apologize about the drawing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember my mother, I just don't remember us, her making a big deal about it. 
Yeah. You know, well, it's like not actually a big it deal. It isn't actually, but I but it, you know, in the seventies and the eighties, uh-huh. like in the deep south, it could have been a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This teacher thought it was a big deal, right? Like it for lots of people there's still But even in the seventies and eighties in any geographic sure. region, kids are peeing and pooping well, in that's, their pants. Uh, I mean, that's but just... I mean I'm talking about the drawing of the naked oh, body oh, parts sorry. and stuff. Okay. Not the peeing oh, and pooping, but like the I, I mean yeah, Mama yeah, didn't make drawing. a big deal oh, about it, right? She wasn't like you should dirty, dirty pictures, right? It was just like Huh. Right. I, mean, I think it was I think yeah. that was like the benefits of not knowing how to respond besides yeah. telling your kids that you love them. Sometimes yeah. that's the best place to be. Totally. Don't overthink it. But how about you? So like, I mean cuz you yeah. cuz that for you I mean how did your parents support and react and respond? I mean, no. I I don't have yeah. I don't have a ton to add. Like yeah. I think they were great. I yeah. mean, like I don't know like I think yeah, I I'm I'm thinking about like the having accidents yeah and I think like um I think like sometimes as a parent we're we're frustrated for our kids like in the situation you know so I think like you know I think there were times where you know my mom was just like you know this is so hard Hard, you know but it wasn't like ever at me like I feel like um, I mean, she always was like nice about it, but the problem was, is like she just couldn't fix it. So yeah. like, it didn't really. I mean, That's... I'm grateful in hindsight that she didn't like give me shame about it, right? Like, added shame, but like yeah. I already felt shame and I already couldn't fix it. So yeah. like, I don't feel. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think she. I think she did a great job with yeah. it, but it was just it was hard. just a hard thing. Yeah. Yeah. So how does how does this play out now that we're? I mean, again, I think as I said at the start. I just don't think I thought about it until we entered like first grade. I mean, until kinder yeah. and first, until we were suddenly, until I went out in that playground and I saw these kids and I thought, oh, you guys are all so sweet now, but pretty soon you're the booger eater. You're the, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you're the whatever. You're the tattletale. You're the, like whatever, whatever it is, whatever that one thing is mm-hmm. that's for some kids gets stuck. The rest of your life. You know what I mean? Like, for me... Is that real? Well, I can remember, I like... I never experienced that. I feel I like remember, people always say, like, you're get, if something happens and then that's you may get labeled until you're in, until you go to a new school. But, like, I just... Well, see, I guess so, for me, I'm trying to remember, like, I, you know, it's... Actually, I think for me, it happened more as you got, like, way older. It was mm-hmm. less about the early years. It was much more in the teen mm-hmm. years that, like, if you, you know, if a rumor started about something that you did or something mm-hmm. weird or whatever, mm-hmm. that's when that kind of labeling got yeah. started. You know, she was playing with a Ouija board. She's a witch or whatever. Yeah. Or she did this and she, you know, kissed somebody or she yeah. peed or she, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Picked her nose. I agree. Yeah. I think it's like younger kids are much easier to let stuff I, go. Yeah. Like, just like, like the kid who was, who was like, didn't you have an accident? And you're yeah. like, no. And they're like, okay. And yeah. I can see kids just doing that more. Th- and then maybe once you get older, you're a little bit more. Well, I think like, that's it. I think that's like, I didn't start yeah. thinking about it until we hit that playground. Yeah. And again, it's one of those places where my own memories and my own baggage, mm-hmm. I have to sit there and say, it's really hard to sit there and say, is that actually what happens now or is that later? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just that question. And I think about, I mean, Katie Bell's already had a few moments and every time we've had an incident that I would have been like, that I'm like ready to like set her up for the like, you know, you just tell them you were sick or you just, you know, you can, <laughs> here's your series of lies you can go in with to, so that you don't have to be embarrassed or so that no one will make fun of you. And she's like, why would I do that? And I realized instantly that they're not there yet. 
that mm-hmm. there it's not a big deal, that mm-hmm. there is no embarrassment yet, that yeah. that's not a place that these kids are necessarily at. Yeah. Uh, and I have to shut my mouth so I don't create it, yeah. which then makes me think, oh, God, how much, you know, do we just perpetuate it for? Our own? You know I what know. I mean? Like, how I much know. do we bring our baggage in of like whatever horrible thing happened that stuck with us forever? You know, yeah. I will forever wear glasses because Matt Jennings said you look a lot better in glasses. You know what I mean? For yeah. the rest of my well, that's why no one ever wants to go out with me because I it was ugly. Now I've got glass. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how do I then am I? perpetuating my kids world but even casually saying oh a kid like that's going to be like this yeah. or watch out for the you know what i mean like yeah. anyway so I, I i don't know how do you have you guys dealt with this yet has this come up for you as you just see your kids getting older i find it really hard to like think about the fact that my kids are going to experience like any embarrassment yeah. or shame or just go through those feelings. I know. That is like really upsetting for me that I can't I protect them from that. Yeah, it, yeah, and that's just it. And it's one of those things that you don't know when, how, nope. if. Yeah, we can't it, control it, but we can pretty well assume that mm. it will happen because it happens to everyone. Yeah, I your mean, heart's like, going to get broken. You're going to fall in love. Yeah. You're going to fall down. You're going yeah. to, it's, it's part of all those it's, things. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, in, if you think about it that way, we also wouldn't want to, like, rob our kids of the mm-hmm. opportunity to experience all of life and, right. like, all the ways that we learn from those things things happening to us yeah but these can still be really shitty you know like well that's just so i so again it's that because it's one of those great unknowns yeah how what is our baggage and how is that going to play out as parents like i mean Mm -hmm. i i just that what do i want my kid to learn from this experience what did i learn from this experience sometimes you don't learn shit until many years later or Mm -hmm. whatever you know it's just a hard thing and the lesson is things are hard and you have to get through it and probably people will forget it and probably it will in a week it's going to pass. But in that moment, a week feels like an eternity, you know, whatever people are circling on. Or you may be in a situation where like adults should have stepped in and they did it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And how much like that's a concern. Like as soon as you s- said that last one about the poop and the tights and the yeah. preschool, I'm like. What That's a real yeah. easy one for somebody to because I think about if yeah. <laughs> if Ellis has pooped anywhere in the house, right? I know. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, like yeah. I know. Yeah, there's no hiding that. Yeah, and so like it is, like there's like all these unknowns that come along with it. Where mm-hmm. I feel like I I want to help my children prepare f- for the fact that. Uh, they may feel embarrassed because of the actions of others around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those might even be adults. Like, there's this, like, looming thing of, oh, my yeah. God, Katie Bell's going to catch on one day. Because Ellis is so young. We're not mm-hmm. catching on to it yet. But she's right in it. She's going to catch on that some adults suck. Oh, yeah. They suck. That they're mean. Or they're going to say things to her uh-huh. that aren't supportive. Uh-huh. You know, she's got a teacher who thinks everything she does is great. She's uh-huh. going to have another one who thinks it's obnoxious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sh- this is, or she's going to have one who says, what stinks in here? Right. Who's going to raise their hand when I teach? You know what I mean? Right. Like, Or exactly. a friend's parent is going to say something like, that's how you eat? You know what I mean? Like, ah! Oh, my God. That reminds right? me. I have, to, I have to say this one. I was at a neighbor's house, mm. and I told the—did I talk about this? I told—it was like a neighbor that we'd grown up with. We'd, yeah. I'd, li- I'd known her all my life, and I, I don't know how old I was, but I couldn't have been more than, like, five or six. And I told her that I was hungry, and she said, like, it's not oh. polite to— to that's say you're right. hungry at somebody's house. And that's embarrassing. Yeah, it was so embarrassing. Like, it was like, oh, 
Okay. And I think it was like, but the thing is, is that like, I did learn from that. And yeah. like, in a way later, like it's, it kind of is. I mean, it sucks that that was the way that I learned. Yeah. But like, I did learn. I mean, I didn't go when I was like, you know, 14 right. to up to my friend's parents and say, like, can you feed me? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't, like, treat other people. You know what I mean? Like, well, right, right. No, I totally know what you mean. But it, there's something embarrassing about the way it was said. Yeah. It's a weird place. <laughs> but then my instinct is, of course I should give you some fucking food. You're a child. I was like, what little. the fuck? Like, I that just, I was little. I know. It was weird. It's weird. I was probably, be, she was probably annoyed because she didn't want to get more food. She didn't want to get more food. I know. Two kids of her own probably had neighbor kids over there. God, She's like, I don't want to I said that to Katie you. Bell this morning. Or I just was like, you're done eating for the day. It's like. So you've had breakfast and two snacks. My kids going had two to breakfasts this morning, and they were still complaining about food on the way to the car. And I was like, I packed you we huge nothing. lunches. Yeah, you can eat nothing. at school. Don't eat more food. Don't eat it anymore. Enjoy all of your eating know. issues. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, you know what? It's like, it's all, it's, I hope that it's just all these little experiences. You know what I mean? Like, I think, no. like, we really have to surrender control about this. Because, like, yeah, she will learn that some adults suck. Right. But, like, who cares? That's kind of... Well, yeah, again, it goes back I mean? to, like, like the what can we control? You yeah. know how I always like to find something we can control. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's just how we respond, which is mm. the, I love you. Yeah. And, you know here's something that happened to me. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, this is really hard. What can I do? What do you need? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, what do you need? Yeah. Uh, you know, really trying to define for ourselves as we realize these things are going to happen for our kids. Yeah. How much do we want to push them? How much do we want to support them? You know, is it like, like it was with Katie Bell with, you know, her recent, you know, embarrassing moment at school is it really embarrassing for her? Mm, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shut, like, don't shut your mouth. Them embarrassment don't don't that make they them feel Yeah, have. don't set yeah. it up. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, again, we keep talking about, you know, there's a girl at her school that's like, she keeps coming home. Like, you know, every couple of months she'll come home and say, so and so's got boobs. I don't yeah. know if so and so has boobs. Right. I don't know if just so and so is wearing a tight shirt. So and so is a little overweight. If yeah. so and so actually has started puberty, yeah. which is possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, yeah. but. I know what's awaiting this child possibly right. over yeah. the next year yeah. because she is different. Yeah. And, you know, so we again try and talk about how the first one's in and the last one's, <laughs> the right. last one's in always get the most attention. Yeah. And one day you may be the first person going through something or the last person going yeah. through something. And so the best we can do is just say when you hear people start to make fun of it, you know, which causes embarrassment for that person is just to say, I don't think it's that big a deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, right. like, to approach it that way um, seems cool. That's great. Whatever. You know what I mean? I think back to that Billy. It's a Billy Madison, that movie, where, like, with Adam Sandler, and he's, like, going through school, and one of the kids pees, yeah. and he's like, I peed my pants, too. We're yeah, all peeing right. our pants. Yeah. Everything's awesome, yeah, right? right. I and I'm that. just like, yeah. that's. I guess it's kind of like maybe what I'm trying to do when I think yeah. about, like, how to help my kids. Yeah. Uh, and like you said... That may be it. That may be, like, all we can do. Yeah. And the rest of it is just, I love you. I love you. I love you. There's yeah. nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do that will yeah. ever make me stop loving you. I love you. Yeah. I love you. I love you. I love you. You're perfect. You're great. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that'll balance it out. All of this is out. normal. Uh, yeah, and that'll, yeah. like, balance it out. I think so. 
Oh, I'm so glad all of my embarrassing moments are probably over for me. (laughs) I'll talk to you guys next week after my second surfing lesson, and I try and stand up on a board. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Care.com, the world's largest digital marketplace for finding and managing family care. Care Care.com gives users the ability to purchase background checks to help vet the caregivers you're considering hiring. I was checking out their website, looking at hiring a babysitter. Um, I have to say, there's a really, it's super easy. The interface is really fun and cute. You like add family members to your family, (laughs) like little pictures of family members and pets. Um, And... There's a security process that I was able to initiate for potential caregivers. Um, They offer background checks, reference checks, qualifications, and certifications. It made it really clear. It made it really easy. And I also really liked that they have resources for basically being an employer in your house. Like, you know, when you hire a babysitter, you're employing that person. I know a lot of us struggle with how much do I pay this person? How do we like set up expectations and things like that? And there are a lot of resources there to get started with that. And I would like to add that every single sitter we have ever gotten for our kids, we have done online. And we are incredibly happy with it. As a matter of fact, now I only feel safe using people that I have gotten through the service. Yeah. So One Bad Mother listeners can save 30% off a Care.com premium membership and receive a $15 credit that you can use toward paying your caregiver when you use Care.com's convenient payment platform. You can visit Care.com slash badmother when you subscribe. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Uh, Towards the end of last week, when Oscar was better and he was back at school, Simon was still sick, and I was home with him. He was, like, well enough to kind of just, like, play happily by himself, but he just wasn't... He'd had a fever the day before, yeah. so I couldn't really send him. So, but he was, like, playing. I couldn't... I knew that the second I tried to do work, he, I'd be interrupted, but I kind of, like, needed something to do with my restless energy, right. um, and I actually tackled cleaning out the closet in the boys' room, Ooh. which has been kind of a disaster area for like more than six months it's been like really bothering me actively on a daily basis (laughs) but it was really cool because um I did the whole thing it took like the whole day yeah Simon actually 
I think he like got energy out of it because he saw me actively working. And so he would pick something up and start doing his yeah. own version of working on something. Like some of the stuff that I was pulling out of the closet was stuff he hadn't seen in a while. So yeah. he would play with that. I think like my sort of like relaxed but active motion yeah. was like inspiring to him. And so he was doing a lot nice. of that too. And we just spent the whole day kind of like working in parallel, oh, like love that. getting stuff done. And like it was really just really nice. And then I felt really productive at the end of the day. I was like, oh my God, I did that. Nice. Good job. Thanks. I went surfing, guys. It's also my genius. Okay. This was definitely on the... Somebody, a listener actually pointed out that this was something I had said I've always wanted to do and I will never probably do like uh, several years ago. Uh, So... Next up on the list, the banjo, guys. (laughs) It's all coming together. Yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) Hi, One Bad Mother. I am calling with a genius moment. So I have a five-year-old boy, and he is super obsessed with anything to do with firearms. And we happen to live in an area where there are a lot of hunters, and lots of people have guns and crossbows and things in their homes. So I decided that instead of being confrontational mom who asks people, do you have any guns in the house? Where are your guns? How do you keep your guns? Instead, I have decided to approach this that when we go to a new person's house for a play date, I just tell them, hey, my son is super obsessed with guns. If he sees a gun in your house, he will probably grab it. This is just so you know, if you happen to have any guns about, uh, you probably want to lock them up when my son is around and it I have done this twice now with two different moms and both times no one got defensive no one got weirded out they said wow thank you so much for telling me that that's really good to know and it was great so by framing it as hey my son will grab a gun if he finds it it totally diffused that super awkward conversation and I thought I would share that with anyone who wants to feel it. You are welcome to feel it. So thanks for the show. You guys are doing a great job. I love this. But I mean, it's not this is a big one to use it, it on, one, yeah. but it's so usable in like a million situations. Oh, it is yeah. just like how we should be. I mean, really, everybody's ready for a fight just all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you like turn it to... I want to offer you something helpful. Yeah. But people are like way more receptive yeah. to uh, to talking about yeah, things. Yeah, they don't feel and, attacked. Yeah, they don't feel yeah. attacked. Mm-hmm. And again, I think it just works in all for all sorts of situations. I think you could also, if you, I think if you felt like cause the one thing this doesn't address is like if it's a deal breaker for you yeah, for your kids true. to be in a house with guns. But I think you could frame it in a similar way by saying like because my kid is so obsessed with guns, I just can't. I can't. I can't put them in a situation where they're out. So yeah. I, just, I just need to know, you know. Yeah. Like, I, or I think, let's have play dates at our house. Or the, something. Yeah, like, whatever I th- it But is. I think, because I think, I do think it's nice. I think it's very tactful and people won't feel attacked. So yeah. I think it's very useful. Um, but I think there has to be a way for for those folks who really feel if there's, yeah. whether it's guns or something else whatever, going yeah. on, smoking or something else going on in a house. If there is a deal breaker for you, you can find a way yeah. to sort of uh, work that in but still come from a place of this is a concern for me yeah. it's not about like 
you shouldn't to, do you this. You need to tell me, you know, what's right. going on in your house. You know, it's like, oh, as they get older, I was just going to be like, what am I going to, how do I feel about drinking in houses? How do I feel right. about smoking in houses? How do yeah. I feel about watching action movies in houses? The answer is, I have no idea, guys. <laughs> well, find out. We'll when find we out. There. That's right. Failures. Fail me, Teresa. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Oh, I I screamed and yelled. Um, I'm sorry. Over the weekend. I'm sorry. And, um, it was. Oh, it really sucked because like it was just me with the kids, and I was just I was pushed to the brink. Yeah. I mean, I really just I could not. And the worst part was was that like. A mere 45 minutes earlier, Simon had been screaming at me mm-hmm. and we had had like a full on oh. sit down timeout where and he's like, I'm just so mad. I'm so angry. And I said what I always say, which is it's totally OK for you to be mad and angry. You can't scream at me. Right. It's really loud in my ear. It hurts my feelings. It's too much. You need to fight. Like, let's talk about different things you can do. You're totally entitled to be mad. I understand you being mad, but you can't <laughs> scream at me. Yeah. I had just gone through that. And then like. <laughs> It wasn't, it ended up being like something Oscar was doing that like made right. me lose my mind. And then I just, I, after like basically yelling and stomping my feet like a total asshole, yeah. I just like uh, moved to another part of the house to drink some water and like breathe for a little bit. And then I like peeked out and I saw that like Simon was like totally solving the problem that was going on with Oscar. Like Oscar wouldn't take his water, but yeah. he was screaming at me because he wanted a different water. And I'm right. like, this is your water. And he's like pissed oh, off. Oh, one of those. Is, yeah. 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 I'm like, no, this is your water. But so like he was willing to take it from Simon because yeah. it's different coming from Simon. And so Simon's like, here, Oscar, like, here's your water. I know how to solve this problem. And then Oscar's like, OK, thanks, Simon, and drank it. And then they came over <laughs> to report to me that they'd like worked it out. And oh, I was God. like, that's great, you guys. That's and, great. Thanks a lot. Yeah. No, actually, I was like, I, know, I, I was know. happy. I was happy. And then, like, I apologized to them later. But, like, I hate when it, yeah, when I really got to the point. I yeah. just got there and I went there and I, I'm sorry. I, I wish sucks. I could have, like, done the breathing first. Well, as they, the as they say in the South, if wishes were horses, <laughs> we would have won the Civil War. Anyway, that's <laughs> so weird, guys, that I have these floating around in my head. Uh, Mine's kind of similar, mm-hmm. and that is I am back in that mo- my my fuse is short, mm-hmm. and I am back in that mode of I am hearing myself ride Katie Bell really hard about the dumbest stuff. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, is that how you speak? Is this what you do? Do you say yes, ma'am? Does it brush your teeth? Is there, you sit at, just sit down at the table with their foot? Don't your mouth is open. <laughs> right? Oh, just God. And, it, and I can again, like I feel it, and it's like the worst. And I know it's coming from a place of me being like tired and like having people like talk at me all yeah. day. And then by the end, because it's yeah. the worst at the end of the day, it is the worst or it's at the worst at the very, very beginning when we're trying right. to get out the door. Right. And I, I, it, it's the worst. And I was listening to you say the whole like how you talked with Simon. And I hear Simon say the like, but I'm so angry. And it makes me think of yeah. fucking Daniel Tiger. And yeah. like how whenever I'm in those moments. Yeah. My, my, all those great helpful songs like uh-huh. leave my head and then I start making up super shitty songs that are like uh-huh. sometimes mamas get really angry <laughs> or like sometimes you just have to do what you're told I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you're failing me Daniel Tiger uh, and that's like this place that I have been in oh, no. and I, I have got to get myself I, I, yeah it just sucks I mean I try and make it up by saying you're doing a really good job Katie Bell and I'm mm-hmm. you know really sorry I have a short temper but it doesn't make me feel any better. I'm so sorry. 
Hi, moms. I thought your listeners would enjoy a good dad fail. So my wife and I have always planned on having two kids, and right now our first is growing up, and so I've been putting away all the hand-me-down clothes and bottles and the swing and the breast pump parts that have to be washed every couple days. I've been putting all this stuff up in our storage space, and that is now crammed full of these big plastic storage tubs. So now my wife is in her second trimester with our second baby, and it's time to get the maternity clothes out. So I go to get the tub I've written maternity clothes on, and I hike it up four flights of stairs, and I give it to my wife, and she opens it, and she says, these aren't my maternity clothes. This is the stuff I told you to take to Goodwill last year. Oh, yes. Where are her maternity clothes? Well, it would seem that I threw them all away. (laughs) Thanks, moms. Love the show. Oh, I love this. That is like when I heard that one, I was like, Ugh. I was like getting punched in the gut. Yeah. I feel so bad. That is a fail. That's like worse than all the Paw Patrol toys. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, you're all, oh. you have failed. The, the failure is so good because not only did you just throw away all those maternity clothes, which are such a pain in the ass to go buy. Yeah, and like figure out what's, what's going to work. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, I mean, and they're expensive. The good news is, is if you had still had them and your wife put them on she'd probably hate all of them True. and still get it whatever yeah. whatever yeah. but you've saved her from that agony oh, is kind nice. of sweet but like also <laughs> i just think about like how unhappy i was when i was pregnant at times and like if mm-hmm. that box had been given to me on the wrong day mm-hmm. like just the like insane place i might have gone yeah and uh and so you know you have failed me husband for yeah. fuck yeah, <laughs> that's not the worst thing you could do, but uh, you suck. So <laughs> good job, Dad, for totally screwing it up. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. I Teresa. Love you. Yes. Let's call a parent. Great. Woo! This week, we are calling Catherine Newman, who many of you may already know from her blog, Ben and Birdie, her first book, Waiting for Birdie, her work as the etiquette columnist at Real Simple, or from any number of places like The Huffington Post, Scary Mommy, The New York Times, Motherlode Blog, and many other places where her writing can be found. She has just written a new memoir called Catastrophic Happiness, Finding Joy in Childhood's Messy Years, Welcome, Catherine. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for joining us. And before we get into Catastrophic Happiness, which really is a genius title that I would like to spend some time on. It really is such a title. We want to ask you, uh, who lives in your house? Who lives in my house? I live in my house. My husband, Michael, lives in my house. My kid, Ben, who's 16, lives in my house. And my kid, Birdie, who's 13, lives in my house. And we have a big, fat, lazy, mean cat. (laughs) (laughs) That's about par for the course, I think, around that time in in your life. When you have teenagers, a big, fat, mean cat. Yeah, exactly. uh, Seems totally correct. (laughs) Uh, Well, all right. Let's jump into into your writing. Uh, Your first memoir, Waiting for Birdie, you wrote about your anticipation for the birth of your second child while having a toddler already loose in the house. And That's it, right. Yeah. It actually was funny and not uh, and insightful as opposed to 
scarring and terrifying, uh, which I would have been what I would have assumed it would be the moment you say pregnant with a toddler. Um, but you're not, But I want to talk about the new book, and that is Catastrophic Happiness, and it's your journey raising your son and daughter from preschool age to the sweet, sweet teenage years. I can't wait for the That's teens. That's right. Can't wait for the teens. Um, and I think your title nails it, Catastrophic Happiness. One word is not the bringer of like good vibes. Catastrophic. <laughs> One does not hear the word catastrophic and go, oh yeah, that sounds, <laughs> sounds fun. That yeah. sounds fun. But there it is right next to the word happiness. And I'm wondering if you could talk about the title and if being able to have both words exist together is something you felt was true during those early years or only after the years had passed and you had had time to reflect on it. Oh, that's funny. Right. Like, was it originally yeah. catastrophic catastrophe? Yeah. Yeah. What was I mean, yeah, sometimes, you know, when we have perspective, we're like, that was totally great. But <laughs> <laughs> um, No, I would say, honestly, um, catastrophically happy is probably the way I would describe myself for most of my life, but especially since having kids. And, you know, I think it is the... Um, on the one hand, you know, just the, like, craziness when they're little in particular and everybody's screaming for cheese and you're tearing your hair out. And, you know, it's catastrophic in the just, like, chaotic sense. And that's definitely true for everybody. Um, I think I also have a little of that um, almost like like a perpetual melancholy where I am sort of anticipating loss all the time. I'm like waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, mean, I am laughing. I, I, reading your book, I was like, why am I in this? Who is the, We are possibly the, and I'm sure this is. I relate to that. Too, yeah, though, but I mean, that's just know? it. And I was just going to yeah. say, I think that is so true for yeah. every person, <laughs> especially once they have kids, where even if that was like who they were before they had kids, yeah. kids really amps that up. Yeah. I mean, it just is like, when is the next, yeah. what something is just looming. Yeah. All yeah. The what's going to break my heart? Yeah. 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 Sorry, I we interrupted. And, and, and yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert, everything's going to break your heart. Oh. You know, it's like, it's just, it's, the thing is, even if they don't, like, choke to death on an acorn or get run over by a truck, they, they're gone from you all the time. They, you lose their baby selves and you lose their toddler selves. And those are real accruing losses. And that's part of... The thing for me is the, um, and I would not, I really wouldn't trade these ages for anything. I actually love teenagers. I think they're hilarious and delightful. <laughs> um, not every second. But I, um, I miss the kid. I miss their little selves, you know, and I, we don't get those kids back. That's it, you know? That's so sad. Oh, God. <laughs> this is in the saddest memoir quick, about parenting. Yeah, quick. quick. I, where are my fun questions? Hold on. I'm going to cry right now. <laughs> just so you know, Teresa and I are like, just, just so you know, uh, I have a six-year-old and I have a girl, and uh, I have a two and some change son, and Teresa has... I have a four and a half year old and almost two and a half year old boys. And, you know, I, I know for me, especially as Katie Bell, uh, you know, turns seven at the end of the summer, there are days where I really walk into the room and I see her sitting at the table or on the couch yeah. or she comes in. And I've heard people talk about this before. And I was like, 
so I kind of, you know, I wasn't like smug and was like, this will never happen to me. I, I knew it was going to happen. But you can literally see both existing in the same place. Like you can see yeah. my baby and yeah. you can see this child, like real child, not like full-blown kid child, but like going on, you know, like. She, like I know exactly. Like what lies ahead? Yeah, well, no, just like she her? just looks older. Yeah. She feels older. Yeah. She's got like such a presence about her that is no longer, you know, what it was. And it's yeah. so like hard to put your finger on, but you see No, it. I know exactly. I know what you mean. It's like she has a head on a neck instead of yeah. being like a blob of yeah. baby. Yeah, yeah. I know, and you see all the things. We call that in my house the Matryoshka doll effect, where, <laughs> like, I look at my 16-year-old, and he has all of his little selves inside still. Oh, you know, I yeah. see them all yeah. in there, yeah. but the outside is who we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, we're dealing <laughs> always with the biggest version of them. So let's actually talk a little bit about memory. I, I, I we, Teresa and I have been doing the show for a couple of years, and I have already, and we have shared a lot about our kids on the show, and I have already forgotten many things that I have shared about my kids, and, and not just like specifically, I know I talked about potty training Katie Belt, for example, or I know I have talked about things that she did that like were driving me up the wall, and I'm already like, she did that for such a long period of time that it was annoying? That sounds cute. Uh, you know, like, yeah. my selective memory has kicked in. And I think there's something great about selective memory. Uh, and I, I sometimes wonder, should I go back and listen to the earlier shows or just let my memory do what it seems to be doing that it thinks is really important about how I Which remember Which is sort of stuff. painting over it yeah, all with painting. a silvery brush. Yeah. yeah, so when you were... You're, this is your second memoir, and I wonder, what was your experience with this? Did you, like, as you were going through it, did you think, oh, yeah, I totally remember what this particular window of time was like. And then as you dug deeper, you were like, wow, that wasn't at all. Like, I mean, or, or, or were you like, yep, I remembered it perfectly. I mean, what was your experience? I'll tell you the truth. And, you know, just between us and your millions of listeners, <laughs> um, uh, what I mean is, like, I'm sure my kids will never listen to this. Right. Thank God. Um I had this really funny experience just now. I was reading something in the book, preparing for a, a reading or an interview, and it suddenly occurred to me that the kids, Ben in particular, who I always think has been this like golden bubble, you know, moving mm-hmm. through my life. He's just—he's always been easy. He's such—he's so good natured, and he is. But I was reading this book. I was like, God, he was so annoying. <laughs> like, I'm reading all these annoying things he did, you know, like combing my hair with a paper clip and just being, like, kind of a pain. And then I was thinking that it's like um, what we used to call it in college, beer goggles, you know, where yeah. you saw somebody at a party and you were like, that person's so cute. <laughs> I think that I just have that about my kids. I think they are so magical and special. And then... With a tiny bit of distance, I'm like, oh, they were just like annoying regular kids who were like great sometimes and sometimes annoying. And that is hilarious to me because it's not, it doesn't actually correspond to how I feel about them. I can see that it's true that they have been annoying, but I don't feel that way. (laughs) Well, thank goodness you wrote it down so you could go back and remind yourself. (laughs) Um, Okay. We get the book, Catastrophic Happiness. And... And this whole thing about, like, finding the joy, 
in these years. And I have to tell you, my first thought was, great, this is going to be filled with helpful tips uh, for me to use as mantras on how to survive this time that I'm having a really hard time with. (laughs) Great. And I assume that you found that to be the case. You don't even have a question for me. Totally not the case. (laughs) But but here's what I did take away. Where where are my takeaways? Where are my takeaways? So, but here's the thing. Here's, but instead I walked out of it feeling totally normal, which is better, right? You know, this, this, this universal feeling of we're all alone and we aren't. And I, we're, I swear this is all going to tie together. There are a lot of articles and a lot of uh, books out there uh, currently, or I feel like in the last four or five years, uh, where we have finally given ourselves permission to say that this is really hard and it's yeah. really difficult. And we've almost gotten ourselves in a trap of that being the only thing we're allowed to say anymore. I totally agree with you. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, and I think it's good. I think it's good that we're able to say <laughs> no, that. No, I know. But I, also, I know. So I, I read your book and that's not the takeaway. I, I guess I'd love for you to talk to that. And I'd love for you to talk to what you were hoping your readers uh, take away. That is, I really think about that sometimes, how it's like we all ended up giving each other sort of like too much permission to express our unhappiness. Like at some point it was an important corrective for people to be like, actually, my life is not a perfumed Hallmark card. And everyone was like, oh my God, mine either. And then there was kind of that swinging into like, oh my God, I hate my kids. And I'm just like (laughs) drunk all the time, you know, wishing that they moved away. And then that was kind of grim. And so, and so, you know, you hope for something where on the one hand, you feel like, yeah, it's not just me. This is hard and there are too many parts of my life kind of crashing together. But also that you could love it in all of its messiness. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to look like a Hallmark card and it's never going to, but you love it anyways and that you stop in the moments that you can to think, wow, this beautiful kid is living in my home. You know, like I am this lucky to be this person with this amazing conversationalist at the dinner table, you know, who five minutes later is going to like annoy me and I'm going (laughs) to practically poke my ear with a fork. But, you know, in the moments of just feeling, I mean, it's the, you know, hashtag so blessed or whatever. And it sounds so corny, but it is that this, like, if you just are waiting for the chaos to abate, it's, you know, you're going to be dead. But yeah. <laughs> so I do, or the kids are going to be in college, and you're going to think, oh, man, I wish I'd, you know, I wish I'd stopped and listened or um, powered down my laptop or whatever, because, you know, it is, it, 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 I hate to say it to you guys with your little kids at home, but oh, my God, it's just like everyone says, you blink. You know, my 16-year-old's driving. He is going to be driving away from the house in yeah. a couple of years, you know? And that's, it's... Well, I think it's such a hard place to be in. It's trying to find that balance of the joy, the love, the amazement of these people walking around your house and that you're actually doing it <laughs> and you're you're doing it okay and that it's really hard and things aren't, you know, meshing or, you know, you're having a hard time balancing all the other aspects of your life. And I think that's just like a really interesting, weird place to be. And I'm I'm so thankful that your book did not paint that as a 
bad place to be, just a place to be. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll link everybody up to the book as well as to uh, your website so they can find out about your other writing and your first book. And thank you so much and good luck with your teenagers. <laughs> thanks. thanks, you guys. Have fun with your little kids to the extent that they're not driving you crazy. <laughs> I know. Well, we'll all try and survive. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks so much for having me on. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Wow. That was great. I, I, I have to say, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. but I'm so happy it wasn't. It, instead, it was just like sitting with somebody who says, it's okay. Yeah. You're totally normal. I really like the conversation at the end reminded me of um, this morning, actually. I had this like realization that I just do so much almost like self I'm going to call it self-judging, but I don't mean mm. it in the way that I'm that we usually say it. Like I do this like constant almost like judging of how things are going. That's mm. like a constant thing in my mind like this is not going well or this is going well right now. <laughs> this is you know what I mean? Like that was, yes. that was bad. Oh, this is going I that right. was good. I did a good job. That yeah. you know like it's it's like I'm constantly like uh, doing like this mental evaluation of yeah. things that is like totally actually very unhelpful because yeah, yeah lots of stuff is going to be good and lots of stuff is going to feel shitty but like <laughs> putting like a title on it is weird cuz it kind of like <laughs> sets the tone for it and well, like yeah. and, and constantly like I don't know like I just really like the idea of just like letting the stuff happen like the the oh, letting so you know what hard. I mean like, yeah no I don't really I know hard, exactly like, what you mean I want to like practice doing that yeah that idea that like like even how she was saying like anticipating the future pain like yeah I mean all of that stuff it's it's a way of like kind of taking away the enjoyment of the present moment and I don't yes. mean enjoyment in a sense that has to be positive I just mean being present literally enjoying the present moment like enjoying the fact that you are present right. in the moment it i think it's the struggle that you and i have talked about on the show in a variety of ways which is not being present yeah. or struggling to stay present yeah. or and how great it sometimes feels when it feels like everything's falling apart yeah to stop and get real present for the moment, you know, like real. And then everything else seems to be fine. And that list, I mean, it's sort of like making the ultimate awful checklist for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's something about checking it and like thinking yeah. about it like that in your head yeah. that. Like was it like good or was it, it bad? Well, yeah. I had that bad thing that it happened feels like in the morning. And then it. later I kind of did something better. And yeah. Then, yeah it's like, like you can just pull it out. You're like, ah, oh, that's I'm really horrible. I'm not giving a report at the end of the day to anybody. Like what the but fuck? But you are. You're giving it to yourself. Yeah. I think that's exactly it. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, it, it guys, it's such a nice read. It, it, it is, it's like sitting with a friend talking about parenting. So, again, we really recommend the book. And as well as all of her writing, she just has a really fun, great uh, approach to uh, the chaos of life. And it's nice to sometimes have that come in at you as opposed to 20 BuzzFeed, 
you know, mm-hmm. buzzworthy, upworthy, whatever that bullshit is that comes in mm-hmm. that feels super laden with like they're going to trick you into feeling bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, what what does that puppy want to do to that baby? Ah, I feel bad about parenting. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, check it out. And uh, you know what else you should check out and always makes us feel good is hearing a mom have a breakdown. Hi, Long Bed Mother. I have a rant that I what believes in what I... Uh, wow, I have a rant that ends in what I believe is a genius. Um, I just went to Dunkin' Donuts to buy donuts for the family. We all like Boston cream. I said to the lady, make sure at least two of them have sprinkles on them, because I have kids. So she gave me two donuts with sprinkles and says, there's also one in there with a bunny. Almost like, you're welcome. You're welcome for giving you the key to a crappy morning because now your children are going to fight over who gets to eat the bunny freaking donut. I wanted two with sprinkles. I don't want two with sprinkles and one bunny. If you're going to give me one bunny, give me two bunnies. But then I don't have to sit and like think, okay, I'm on my way home. Who can I give the bunny to? You know, do I give it to the kid who just had dental work yesterday and is kind of feeling <laughs> low? Or do I give it to the younger one who probably would legitimately care more about it? <laughs> and then I realized that if I eat the bunny donut in the car on the That's way home, thinking. they won't even know it existed. And you know who deserves a bunny donut? I deserve a bunny donut. <laughs> and so I'm in my car eating my bunny Boston cream donut. And then when I get home... There's not going to be a fight because they're going to have their donuts with sprinkles and they have no idea that the bunny even existed. So thanks, Dunkin' Donuts lady, for the minor mental breakdown and the bunny donut because it's honestly pretty delicious. All right. Thanks, one bed mother. Bye. I will say Teresa's like, we all know it's going to, but I would have totally, that was not my first instinct is eat the bunny donut. Right. (laughs) I probably would. I might just like donuts more yeah, than you maybe. do because I would immediately just be like, oh, I need to solve this problem <laughs> right now by shoving this in my face. There's a thing where people like give you stuff. Like, oh, yeah. like it's the stickers. Oh, yeah. It's the fucking stickers at checkout. It's like they're already handing it to your kid before you can say, we don't want stickers. Yeah. Or it's like walking past, you know, through the deli or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, well, you want to try the turkey? You know, you order yeah. something like, do you want to try the turkey? Well, do you have 15 slices to give me? Because yeah. everybody here wants yeah. a slice sample. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the yeah. cheese or the toy, like whatever it is, people are always giving your kids stuff and they don't understand that their responsibility ends the moment it gets in your child's hand or your hand or the bag or the whatever. And like you're stuck there mm-hmm. having to like deal with, I want the yellow one. I want the green one. I want this one. I want that one. I've already eaten mine. Where's mine? You ate it. I want more. You know, like that is such a real awful place to be in. If only they were all able to be solved by eating delicious, delicious donuts. Yep. Oh, what a wonderful world that would be. You are doing a very good job. Clearly. You are getting really good at this. Yeah, you are. Right? You are getting awesome at this. Yeah. (laughs) Teresa, what did we learn? I feel like we learned a lot this week. I'm going to jump in and say that. All right. One, I think we learned that mortifying, embarrassing moments are completely unavoidable. Mm -hmm. But 
even just sharing ours with each other, mm-hmm. which is not something people go around doing. No. It's, oh, yeah, that's that thing. That's yeah. that thing that yeah. everybody, everybody is probably peed somewhere. You know, I don't know, had whatever happened, been called out by another adult or yeah. called out by a friend. These are like things that happen all the time. And, you know, I mean, who knows? Maybe our kids are, exp- I think we've talked about this before. They're exposed to so much stuff now that maybe things don't seem as weird as they once were, mm-hmm. you know, like glasses or being dressed in something awful. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just... There's so much coming at our kids now mm-hmm. that what was mortifying for us uh, may not be a big deal yeah. at all. They're going to, like, send a text to the wrong person. And that's right. Gonna that's going to be, yeah, the end of the world. That is exactly right. Uh, so I, it is it, It's just refreshing to hear it. And remember that we're all still here. Mm-hmm. And you know, hopefully we let some of it go. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to be the ones who are actually setting our kids up for embarrassment. I got to really think about that. It's hard to pull I back. I will never forget this mom at at the kids' gymnastic class when yeah. her daughter, like, tripped and fell. It was, like, not a bad fall. And the mom rushed over and was like, oh, and you fell in front of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, golly, guys. We have got to just, why, why are we not just keeping our mouths shut all the time? I love you. I love you. I love you. You. Yeah. I love you. That's all she's yeah. coming out of my mouth. It'll be okay. It's okay. It's okay. I love you. It's okay. Yeah. Walk it off. Walk yeah. it off. Slap, slap on the behind. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in a different time. Uh, so that was a great, uh, that's great. That's great, guys. We've all done horribly embarrassing things. Yep. Uh, I feel like we're getting closer. And mm. I feel like we got this from like uh, what we talked about like, with the surfing and, and, uh, and what we talked about with... Uh, our guest, Catherine Newman, this like place of it is okay for these, for loving it and hating it mm-hmm. to exist in the same place. Mm-hmm. And like, again, I come back to what you said last week. You're getting really good at this, that we actually are, even if it doesn't feel like it in that moment, if I tell myself I'm getting better at this mm-hmm. and if I, if I, Find myself in situations where I recognize that I'm handling things better because of these skills that I am developing, that I am better equipped to recognize the person I am becoming on the other side of having kids. Mm-hmm. You know, and part of that person is who I was beforehand. And part of that is this new person. And but that's all it's all good. I, I just I don't know. I, I, I feel like I have been coming out of our conversations recently feeling a little like Okay, I'm going to exist in this weird plane for a while. Yeah. Real quick, we also have a meetup, which is very exciting. And again, remember, if you have meetups, you can uh, reach out to us at onebadmother at maximumfun.org uh, and let us know, and we will announce your meetups on the show. Uh, so the meetup we have to announce this week is that the OBPs in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania region are going to have a meetup on May 7th. They are going to... Elmwood Park Zoo in Norristown, and you're going to meet by the entrance at 10 a.m. There is an event set up in the Delaware Valley subgroup with more details, or you can contact Shanna Reimer, R-E-I-M-E-R, with questions. I'm sure you can find her on our private Facebook group to do so. Uh, Speaking of the private Facebook group, we would love for you to follow us on our public page, 
the public page uh, on Facebook is where everybody can see what you're posting. <laughs> but there you can find links to our private group, uh, which is uh, our online community where you can come on and talk about really anything uh, and find some good support and some good laughs, a lot of less judging, a lot of more laughing going on there. You can also follow us on Twitter at One Bad Mothers, at Biz Ellis, and at Teresa Thorne. And if you have an idea for a guest or a show topic, just email us at onebadmother at maximumfun.org. We'd love it if you would uh, review us in iTunes. That's always helpful. Already, that's super helpful. Um, and also share the show with a friend. We, we love to uh, reach more people when we can. <laughs> To tell everybody that you are getting really good at this and that you are doing a good job, which is exactly what we want to say to you right now. Everybody, you are doing a great job. Yeah, you are. And you are getting really good at this. This is hard. And yet here we are doing it. Teresa, you are doing a really good job. Thank you. So are you. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blue. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.